This is Lucy Middleton, the voice of Amanda in Once Upon a Wasteland. Before we start the episode, I'd like to take a moment to let you know about our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com forward slash once upon a wasteland. It's a great way to support the show and get some perks too, including behind the scenes content, access to a private discord server, and some cool merch. Now, let's see what kind of trouble I get into in this episode. Thanks for listening. Once upon a time, 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. This is their story. Once Upon a Wasteland, Season 2, Episode 4, Great and Distinctive Changes. Look, is that... Wait, it's not a Scorch Beast, it's a person. Someone's coming through. Beth? Is... is it really you? One, two, three, four, five, six... Good. You're all here. Alright, everyone. Here's where things get complicated. Uh, things are already pretty complicated. They are? What did I miss? Quite a bit, actually. I don't like the sound of that. These portals work like a pickaxe. They use weak points because those are easier to punch through. But that can introduce... Instability in an already unstable environment. Precisely. I've missed you so much. Uh, guys? What happened while I was gone? Anything juicy? Um, well... What are you not telling me? Beth, look out! Are you okay? I am. It would have been a bit disappointing to get here to be immediately crushed by a collapsing wall. So thank you, handsome. New in town? Um, yes. Why did you look at Odessa before you answered? What's going on? Let's get back upstairs to the bar before there's another collapse. We were lucky that one didn't block the door. And I think we're all going to need a drink. That suits me. That portal takes a lot out of you. Wish they'd warned me about that. You wish who would have warned you? Sorry, let's get out of here. Wait, there was never a door here. There wasn't, but it's appeared twice now. Appeared? Like the portals? No, it's been much less dramatic both times. We just came down here and there it was. And disappear just as mysteriously, I presume. 
I think it'll be gone next time anybody comes down here. Hope, too. I don't like the idea of my bar being some kind of hub for whatever the hell's going on here. I thought the worst case scenario was that I'd come down here and I'd just find a bunch of buried bodies or something. You said weak points, but you also implied that you weren't talking about the physical structure of that cavern. I was not. It's hard to explain. I'm not even sure I understand it. Do you know why we were brought here? Not specifically. At least not yet. I don't even know why I'm involved. What about in the abstract, then? The person I was with was... frustratingly cryptic. Does this look familiar? Let me see that. I take it all of you received something similar? Yes. We all got an envelope with a different symbol on it, and there was a card inside with coordinates here. I didn't get coordinates because I was led directly to where I needed to go. But I have a symbol too. Any idea what they mean? No. I'm sorry I don't have answers. I want... To get to the bottom of this, as much as... Damn it. Beth! No. No, no. Beth, wake up! Oh, no. Wait, I've got a stim pack on me somewhere. Hold on. Here. Ugh. Are you okay? You passed out. Mmm, okay is relative. I guess the portal took more out of you than you thought. It just... hit me all at once. I thought I was fine, but then I wasn't. Not a bad thing to wake up to, though. <laughs> I was looking forward to holding you, but not like this. Let's get you upstairs to the bar. Are you hungry? No, strangely. Just tired, mostly. I can feel a hell of a headache coming on there. Let me help you up the stairs. Can't have you taking a tumble. I've got it from here. Okay. Just trying to help. Thank you. You all go up first. We'll be up in a minute, okay? Okay. Are you honestly okay? I'm finally back with you. Why did Amanda say things got complicated while I was away? And who's the handsome stranger? Those two things are related. Oh, well, whoever he is, I'm glad he was there. I was still a bit disoriented, and I had no idea that wall was about to come down on me. It's Derek. What? It's... I'm sorry, it's just... I thought you said he was Derek. Um, I did. THE Derek? <sighs> the one and only. What is he doing here? Are you alright? I'm so sorry, Beth, I... Beth, I'm okay. I was not okay when he showed up, but Amanda was right there I should have been there. All that matters is that you're here now. When you said that name, I thought... I was afraid that he was here to take you away from me. To take you home. This is home. With you. And nobody is going to take me away from you. I get a say too, you know. I do. 
I'm starting to wonder if traveling through those portals has side effects other than a headache and lightheadedness. What do you mean? It's hard to put into words, but I just feel... off. When Amanda and I were down here a couple of weeks ago, we felt off, too. Off how? Things just felt unreal. Like we were halfway inside a dream. It was me, and Amanda was Amanda, but it felt different. Like we were living a different life. We chalked it up to exposure to hallucinogen gas, but it's nagged at me ever since. It felt more real than that. I see what you mean about it being difficult to put into words. Think I'll feel better after a good night's sleep in my own bed. Hex is a gracious host, but the accommodations there were not exactly five-star. Do you want to go straight home? I do, but I think we all need to talk about what I learned while I was in the pit first. It affects all seven of us. It's so strange that Derek, of all people, is among the seven. Now the rest of us was a surprise, but... Well, I knew these people worked in mysterious ways. But I suppose I underestimated just how mysterious. We should join everyone upstairs in the bar. They're all probably hoping for some clarity. I know I am. Speaking of clarity, did our friend Craig provide any? He did provide some background. He studied the Order of the Emerald Pike since he was a kid, and I hope that research can at least provide some context. I presume that they're involved in this somehow? They are. That's why the Sentinel asked me to point you in Craig's direction. A Sentinel? Yes. That's how the person I was with in the pit, the one who led me to the portal, identified himself. I thought it was a dream, or a hallucination. But Amanda and I ran into someone identifying herself as a sentinel when we had our little adventure down here. But I was thinking about what she told us. We weren't supposed to be there yet. And it wasn't supposed to be just the two of us. At the time, we thought she was talking about you, but it must have been all seven of us. Possibly. I've learned very quickly to not jump to any conclusions when dealing with a sentinel. It's strange, though. We were just sort of... There, when the portal opened, we didn't do anything. Why go to all the trouble of assembling us in one place? The Sentinel seemed... cagey whenever I asked him direct questions. Sometimes downright evasive. But one thing he kept referring to was the Seven. It seems that we're kind of a package deal. Including Derek. <sighs> yes, including him. Does he... No? About us? Of course. I even showed him pictures. Whatever ideas he might have had about me leaping into his arms and traveling back to California with him. Well, I wanted to make sure that I quashed those. He could have let that wall collapse on me, so he must have said very nice things. I did. Nothing that wasn't true, of course, but... I knew that as soon as he saw us together, that's when he'd truly understand. I hope you're right. As Cage as a Sentinel was, he made it clear that each member of the Seven has a role to play. A role to play in what, though? I guess we're all gonna find out together. But whatever it is, it's beyond anything I've dealt with. I've never seen anything like that portal you came through. You should try passing through one, and... Reading between the lines, that's just the tip of the proverbial iceberg. What do you mean? 
The Sentinel let it slip that these portals... Well, they don't just allow travel between Pittsburgh and Appalachia. I wasn't able to tease any additional context out of him, but it's something we should keep in mind as we try to suss this out. Hey, I know you two miss each other, but people are starting to get a little restless up here. You guys coming or what? Yes, sorry. We're on our way. Okay, I guess we'll just have to have another round without you. I don't think anyone's going to be satisfied given how little I know, but it's a start. Then we can go home. Wait, before we go up there. Thank you. I needed that. So did I. Scribe Valdez, I didn't expect to see you today. Is Beth okay? Since you're here, I expected to see her too. She's fine. Thank you for asking. She wants to jump right back into things, but I put my foot down and told her that she needed to rest. For at least one day. Be careful. She's a spy, remember? She might sneak out while you're here. She'll listen. Trust me. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Besides, I think she might already be sick of me doting on her. I'd milk that for as long as I could. Oh, you just missed Scribe Navia. Oh, I was hoping we could catch up. Where did she go? Scribe Hargrove wanted to see Morgantown, so she and Knight Carlson decided to take him on a field trip. I'm glad Greg is with them. He knows all the trouble spots. And just can get a little... enthusiastic sometimes. Always rushing in where angels fear to tread? <laughs> Something like that. She has such a passion for discovering new things that she can forget herself. Sometimes I wonder if I was ever that young. I always assumed you just sort of appeared, fully formed as an adult. I wish. Avoiding those awkward teenage years would have been nice. At least my experiments never judged me. No kidding. Living in the wasteland is bad enough, but bullying? Bullying never changes. <laughs> as nice as it is to see you, I assume this isn't a social call. It isn't. What's up? Have you learned anything about the messages that we received? No. Knight Carlson and Scribe Navia have been heading up that effort. Nobody saw anything out of the ordinary around the time they appeared. It's like a ghost dropped them off. A ghost? You don't really think it was a ghost, do you? <laughs> no, but that makes me wonder. I've always been interested in discovering scientific explanations for things that people think are supernatural. Like ghosts? Like ghosts. Most of the potential explanations for those phenomena are still hypothetical, but someone put those messages where we found them, and it wasn't some kind of spectral letter carrier. Oh, that reminds me. What is it? That was one of the things Scribe Navia was working on before she left for Morgantown. I'll be honest, I understood maybe every third or fourth word, but she was so excited that I would have felt bad about making her stop. Hopefully I'll get this right. She said she performed a spectral analysis on the messages that people here at Atlas received. Scribe Hargrove helped her with that. That was a good idea. What did she find? You'll have to ask her for all the specifics, but she seemed pretty excited. Excited or just excited? It was above and beyond her normal level of excitement. I wasn't even sure that was possible. I'm not sure I would have believed it if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes. And Scribe Hargrove seemed kind of excited too. 
then it must have been a significant discovery. Dave doesn't really do excited. Yeah, I noticed that. I'm usually pretty good at getting a read on people, but he's inscrutable. That's a good word for it. But it's not malicious. He's a good person, just a little hard to read sometimes. Well, all the time. You trained him, didn't you? Scribe Takano had already started to scale back her workload by the time he joined, and we were bringing in so much technology that she didn't have time to give the newcomers the kind of attention that she'd given me. So you became a teacher? I did. I felt so unqualified at first. Who was I to teach anybody about anything? I didn't have a fraction of the knowledge or experience that she did. But she believed in you. She did. So I just decided to do it the best I knew how. Well, you've done a hell of a job with the junior scribes. That she has. Paladin Hewitt! Can I... steal Odessa for a minute? Nightmare weather. Of course. I need to finish some after-action reports for Paladin Romani anyway. I'll be in my office if you need anything. Want to talk in your lab? It's a little more private in there. Sure. What's going on? Nothing. Well, nothing new. I just wanted to see how Beth is doing. And how you were doing. You couldn't do that in front of Rob? I just thought it would be easier to talk if it was just the two of us. Hmm. You're probably right. It's been challenging, pretending. It was easy to just not talk about that part of my life before you got here. But now that you are here... Hey, hey. I thought that being around you was going to be the awkward part. It isn't? It was at first, but that melted away pretty quickly. A little too quickly, to be honest. But I catch myself kind of falling into our old dynamic, and I keep wondering if people know that there used to be an us. If they can sense it. I don't think they do. At least I haven't seen any indication of it. And no one said anything to me. Do you really think they would? You're kind of intimidating. Intimidating? Really? <laughs> How many times have we had this conversation? Yes, Derek. You're here to evaluate everyone and everything we do for the home office. Plus, you look like you just walked off the cover of Backwoodsman magazine. That's pretty intimidating. I love it when you tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> Try not to let your head get too big. You need to make sure your helmet still fits in case you get into any combat while you're still here. I'm a little surprised that hasn't happened, to be honest. And it's surprisingly peaceful around here. Not that I'm complaining. Super mutants are still a problem, and so are the Blood Eagles. But we've managed to keep the peace here in Appalachia, even if it's still kind of an uneasy peace. Beth and her mother have been vital in making that happen. Amanda's been a big help getting the raiders on board, too. And keeping them there. She's a peacemaker. Amanda? I don't know about that. She likes the fight as much as anybody I know. <laughs> no, I, I meant Beth. But I'd be sure to stay on Amanda's good side, since you said that. <laughs> good plan. But I think you're okay. She likes you. It helps that you got off on the right foot. Yeah, that was lucky. We weren't even going that way originally. We were trying to get to Alice, but got turned around. You turned around? Something was going on with the compass and- Derek? How many times did you tell me 
A good craftsman doesn't blame his tools. <laughs> I know, I know. Whatever it was, they've configured it out. He said that there must have been some kind of localized anomaly. We haven't encountered that specifically, but there have been phenomena that interfered with instruments in other ways. But Appalachia is full of surprises, scientifically speaking, so I guess I can take your word for it. That's very kind of you. This time. <laughs> but if that hadn't happened, we would have never come across Amanda and Mrs. Kirby, the people who were trying to kidnap them. It was a very lucky detour. I'm not sure who it was luckiest for, though. Amanda and Elise, or those kidnappers? I heard about the team Beth put together while you were taken. The whole thing is practically legendary around here. Especially that speech. I heard about the speech. I wish someone had recorded it, but that kind of thing was my job and, well, I was unavailable. She must have been terrified of losing you. I know I would have been. It's a feeling I'm very familiar with. I know. And it's something I never had to deal with. I always knew you were back at Lost Hills. Safe. When the time came for you to start going out in the field, I'd be right there with you. And we'd have each other's backs. Like we always did. Until we didn't. <sighs> yeah. Look, I know you don't want to talk about this. I don't. But maybe we should. Hell, maybe we need to. I just don't know if I can. I missed you. That made me even angrier with you. Every victory on that march, I caught myself looking for you so we could celebrate it together. Every tragedy, it was your shoulder I wanted to cry on. I hated you for that. And I hated feeling that way. You were part of me. And you ripped that away. I'm glad the march was as long as it was, because you screwed me up for a long time. Not just what you did, that was bad enough, but remembering who you were before that? The person I was never, ever going to get back? This is the closest I've felt to being me since I left Lost Hills, and now I don't know what to feel. I thought I did, but I don't. What are you saying? I'm not even sure. I'm sorry. That's all you have to say? That you're sorry? I thought about what I'd say to you the whole way here. How badly I wish that I'd realized in the moment that the pain in your gaze was a test of me. Of us. How I should have been able to see past the end of my own stupid nose and understand that this expedition could have been, should have been, the start of our next chapter our lives together. Not a roadblock. How I wish we would have danced more. Derek. But when I saw you, I was overwhelmed. I was so happy just to finally know you were alive. I stopped thinking about everything else. The slap probably didn't help. <laughs> it did, actually. It kind of brought me back to Earth. But the truth is that I don't know what to feel, either. You found someone else, and you're happy with her. And I want you to be happy. But? But I'd be lying if I said that I didn't still want you back. And I'm done lying. Losing you made me realize that I wasn't always honest with myself. About things. Important things. And that meant I couldn't be honest with you. 
You deserved a lot better than that. Wanting you back does not mean that I'm going to do anything, intentionally or otherwise, to get in the way of your relationship with Beth. I remember when you first told me about her, and I said that you being happy is the most important thing to me? Yes, I do. I meant that. And that's not going to change. Ever. Thank you. In the spirit of Semper Veritas, I'm not going to pretend that this doesn't make things awkward. Well, more awkward. But I'm glad we're being honest about it. That elephant was going to be in the room whether we wanted to acknowledge it or not. We're adults. We can work around a little awkwardness. Um, do you want to grab dinner in the mess while you wait for Scribe Navia to get back? Totally as friends. Nothing more. Actually, I need to get back home. I was just going to check in with Jess and head right back. And since she's not here, can you tell her I stopped by? Of course. I'll see you later. So, this is Morgantown. I thought it would be... Bigger? Busier? No, nicer. I guess I was expecting more from the home of the region's largest research university. But I suppose that was an unrealistic expectation. I was hoping that I'd be able to dig into some of vault research while I was here. <laughs> you should have seen it a couple of years ago. It was totally overrun by Scorched. What about the vaccine? Didn't that address the issue? It helped immensely. Yeah, but we still had to deal with the previously infected. And there were a lot of them. And there are still people who are reluctant to take the vaccine. Why? You'd have to ask them. Which is difficult, given that most of them end up getting infected. And then they mostly get out of them as hisses and creepy lines like, NOT US! It's unfortunate that the responders weren't able to complete and distribute the vaccine before they were overrun. Perhaps if we'd arrive sooner. Or perhaps if they listened to Paladin Taggarty about the threat that the Scorch posed. One of the hardest lessons to learn out here, I've found, is that asking what if, well, it can rapidly become unhealthy. I keep trying to tell Derek that. That's something that most of us struggle with. You're in good company. But the good news is that most people are happy to take the vaccine. And it doesn't hurt that it comes mixed with Nuka-Cola. And it tastes good. It's like... Uh, Nuka-Cola with a twist of lemon. Though it does have a hint of old penny in it as well. I noticed both of those things. But I agree with your assessment, Scribe Navia. I've certainly taken medicine that was less pleasant. I certainly can't fault the presentation. The custom label was a nice touch. On the way here, uh, we saw uh, oblique references, shall we say, to a research hub here in Morgantown, or at least nearby. Not directly associated with VTU, but owned and operated by Voltec. Ah, uh, yes. Flagrante Bello. We're actually not far from it right now. Flagrante Bello. That's an odd name for a research facility. Well, I don't know that Vault Tech even had a name for it, but 
That's what locals called that part of town. There was a lot of fighting there over the years. It was a hot commodity for raider gangs and factions, even though none of them had any idea the facility existed, much less that it was right under their feet. But they just seemed drawn there. How did you find out about it? There was an incident last year involving a former Vault-Tec intelligence operative who went rogue. He learned about the facility on an op near DC and leveraged some of the technology down there as part of a big power play. Isn't Miss Kirby an intelligence operative that was trained by Vault-Tec? She is, but I know where you're going with this and she wasn't involved with the plans. In fact, he tried to talk her into joining him, but, <laughs> well, no way that was happening. We barely got out of there. She saved a lot of people, including me. She sounds like a remarkable woman. She is. So, this flagrante bello complex, how close is it? Very. But... But what? Well, if anything, we might be a little too close to it for our own good. It's overrun by super mutants. We haven't been able to get near it. It's on our to-do list, but it's going to take a lot of firepower and a lot of manpower to retake it. Plus, our suspicion is that they've destroyed at least some portion of the tech and research down there. Maybe most of it. Oh, I see. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah. Scribe Valdez said she'd have loved to take a crack at that tech. It's too bad those mutants got loose. I can get us close, so you can at least get an idea of its location. But don't worry, I'll keep you out of harm's way. Thank you, Knight. Keep your head on a swivel. The mutants tend to stay close to home, but let's not take any chances. Understood. Look, about a hundred yards ahead. Those bodies, are they? Just a sec. I have my binoculars. Good eye, Scribe Hargrove. Three mutants. But I, I think we're safe. They aren't moving. That's strange. Nobody's made a move on this location since they got a foothold. There's just too many of them, and they're completely entrenched. Even the Blood Eagles haven't been crazy enough to try. Should we take a closer look? <sighs> yeah, we should. This isn't one of their main patrol routes, and they rarely change them. They must have seen something. Before we do, do you see anything else? Any other hostiles or obvious traps? Nothing out of the ordinary. Alright. Let's move in, slowly and carefully. This is... Hmm. What is it? There are no signs that they were involved in combat. No gunshot wounds, laser burns, cuts or bruises from hand-to-hand -hand weapons. This one bled from all its... Uh, face holes? Nose, ears, mouth, uh, even its eyes. But other than that, yeah, no signs of foul play. Is there anything about super mutant physiology that would make it look like they weren't in a fight even though they were? They're stronger and tougher than humans. So things that bruise and cut us might not do the same to them. But any kind of fatal wound or injury would have some external indicators. I don't see any. Let's check the other two. One has a bruise on the side of its face, like it, it got punched. But other than that, it's the same thing. 
No obvious injuries, and bleeding from the eyes, ears, nose, and mouth. Wait, could it be disease? If it is, we need to get out of here. Yes, good call. We can return with a team that's properly outfitted to deal with an outbreak. The good news is that diseases that affect super mutants often do not affect humans, and vice versa. That's true. There may have been some sort of disease research going on down there that they got into, but we just don't know. Your plan is the smart play, Scribe Hargrove. We'll head back to Atlas, brief Paladin Romani, and figure out next steps, limiting our exposure. That sound! It's similar to what we heard when the portal opened under Amanda's bar, but it's different somehow. Oh, my head! Oh, it feels like something drilled inside my skull and started scrambling. Scribe Hargrove, are you alright? I'm afraid not. I'm experiencing exactly what Knight Carlson is describing. Are you feeling it? No. Whatever it is, it's, it's not affecting me. Greg. He's already bleeding from his nose. So are you. But you're uh, still not. Jessica, uh, help me drag Knight Carlson back in the direction we came. Quick as you can. I've got Greg. If you go down, I'm going to have to come back and get you. And I don't know how long, whatever this is, takes to become fatal. I am not letting either of you end up like those super mutants. Scribe Hargrove, are you alright? I've certainly... Uh, felt better. My head is... killing me. And I'm a bit... wobbly. You should sit down. Yes, you're right. Ugh. What the hell happened? I... I don't know. We were checking out the dead super mutants, and there was this... Sound. And light. I... heard the sound, but... I didn't see any light. Scribe Hargrove? I did. Uh, the sound was... a pulse at first. Uh, then there was a piercing, high-pitched whine that kept getting louder. And more painful. Ugh, I must have passed out. You did. I was close, but fortunately it stopped before that happened. I, I, I don't know why it stopped, but I'll take it. Um... What is it? The noise I heard. Well, I heard the pulse, but no high-pitched whine. And I, I didn't see any light. Interesting. You were right next to us. So it wasn't a matter of proximity to whatever the source was. We should clear out and get back to Atlas. We still don't know everything that vault had in that complex, and who knows what those super mutants might have set off. I knew that vault had all manner of secret experiments, but this... I never experienced anything like it, and I hope to never do so again. Why, hello, Odessa. I trust you had a productive day at Fort Atlas? Oh, that's one word for it. Thank you for asking. 
How are you feeling, Beth? Hmm, better now that you're here. Charles and I have been going over some new intel. Anything interesting? Interesting indeed. I had a conversation with your friend Craig. I showed him the symbols that each of you seem to have been... assigned. Did he tell you what they mean? No, he did not. However, we did glean some context after Craig had a bit of an aha moment. What Craig realised is that the various points when the order pops up in historical accounts, they're accompanied by... others. Don't tell me. Seven others. Yes, and he found anecdotal references in some of the texts to the symbols, very much like the ones that you all received. They seem to correspond to archetypes. Archetypes? Yes. Craig is continuing to look into it, but we don't know what all of those archetypes are. Or which correspond to which symbols. But you know what some of them are? We do. The one that turns up the most consistently is the key. The key? That's not very descriptive. It isn't, is it? However, translations can be a bit like a game of telephone, especially when they span centuries and multiple languages. Of the ones we've discovered, that one leaves the most room for interpretation. I would caution us to be careful about drawing firm conclusions to any of them without more context. What were the others that Craig identified? There were four. The Sage, the Warrior, the Ingenue, and the Heart of Fire. It sounds like a tarot deck. Well, Derek fits as the Warrior, and- Perhaps not. Based on what Craig told us, archetypes are more about their role, not who or what they were going in. So any of us could be any of those archetypes? Yes. The stories indicate that the people themselves didn't even necessarily know they had a specific part to play, even afterwards. Then how do we even know about them? The Order kept meticulous records. They seemed to be fully aware of this construct and recorded things thusly. There's another possibility, you know. What is it? Pattern recognition. When I talked to Craig, I noted that humans try to identify patterns to help understand and process information and events. And? I'm not convinced that these archetypes are a real thing. They could just as easily be the order fitting major events and people involved in them in a narrative that aligns with their worldview. And Derek just showed up a couple of days ago. That seems a little too convenient. I see your point. So these symbols and whatever archetypes they supposedly correspond to could simply be a red herring. Given what you experienced in the pit and what we all saw in the cavern, well, I think we might be a little more inclined to believe something like this since none of us have the ability to process something like that directly. I'm not suggesting that we reject the possibility, just that we understand and evaluate the possibilities appropriately. An astute assessment as always, Adessa, I have to admit. I was quite enthralled both by Craig's research and by his enthusiasm for it. There's nothing wrong with a good story, and even if it's been embellished, there may still be valuable insight to be gained. And who knows, maybe it's all true. That is a possibility as well. 
I hope I'm the sage. <laughs> Can I be the heart of fire? I was thinking ingenue. Ooh. <laughs> Odessa, is there anyone at Fort Atlas who might be able to provide some additional insight into Craig's research? Knight Carlson is probably your best bet. I've seen a few books about mythology on the shelf in his office. It's a start, at least. Well, I'll go talk to him right now. And, uh, Paladin Romani might have some ideas as well. You should talk to her. I will do that as well. Tar very much. We'll talk soon. Tell Mom and Dad I'll be by soon. I will. Goodbye. Bye. Saved a spot on the sofa for you. I've been looking forward to this all day. Me too. How are things at Atlas? Any insight into what Derek's thinking? When we talked about his reason for being here this morning, well, I'm glad he wasn't just planning to hoist you over his shoulder and carry you back to Lost Hills, but I'm still concerned. I am as well, but he seems impressed so far. He and Nightmare Weather have been spending a lot of time going over field reports and that kind of thing. Rob is certainly the right person to put in front of someone you want to impress. I wish Alan were still around. As great as Rob is, Alan has this way of disarming people and putting them at ease. The old Nightbank's charm. Don't forget that big brother energy. <sighs> I miss him too. And I know it's hard, but we have to respect his decision and maybe hold out a little bit of hope that we'll see him again. Paladin Romani made it clear that he'd always be welcome. <sighs> I just hope he's okay. I'm sure he is. He's with family, and you know how important that is to him. And besides, Erica's there to keep him out of trouble. <laughs> that she is. They're good for each other. That kind of thing is important. It is. What would you like me to make you for dinner? Or are you feeling up to going out? I'd like to stay here with you, but you don't have to cook. We can make something together. That sounds lovely. And then a nice, relaxing evening right back on this sofa. I'll even let you pick the music. <sighs> you know, it doesn't matter if it's mysterious portals, mind control devices, or rampaging super mutants, even ghosts from the past. As long as we're together, there's nothing we can't overcome. I love you. I love you too. You okay, boss? You've asked me that like 30 times tonight. Well, are you? I guess. I mean, I've more or less gotten used to all the weird shit that happens around here. Wendigos, Mothman, Flatwoods monsters. It's not like it's just cryptids, either. People swear they see aliens. Aliens! And half the time, I actually believe them. Like, why the hell not? <laughs> nah, I get it, boss. I kind of wonder if it's like this everywhere, or if Appalachia is just special. It's probably the same no matter where you go. Maybe a different kind of crazy, but still crazy. 
And now there's some new kind of crazy? With magic green portals and mysterious strangers? And why does it have to be in my basement? Ugh, I need a drink. Looks like somebody else does too. Hey, Paladin. At this point, I think we've been through enough together that you can all call me Layla. <laughs> okay, Layla. Can I get you something? That would be lovely. Make it something strong. I feel that. So what brings you to the web? Not that I'm complaining. It's nice to see you. Thanks. It's nice to see you too. I guess I'm taking a cue from Odessa. Getting out and being more social has done her a world of good. And I think I could use a little of that myself. Well, you came to the right place. How are you holding up? We're all dealing with whatever this is, but you're the one whose business is on top of what seems to be the epicenter. Well, the good news is that there doesn't seem to be a problem unless there's a flare-up. And there have only been two. You're sure about that? Pretty sure. Nothing's really been out of the ordinary outside of those two... Uh, incidents. That's good. Beth mentioned that the portal opened where it did because of a weak point. I was concerned that there might be more subtle effects. None that we've noticed so far. Odessa and I are intimately familiar with what it feels like, and we haven't felt it. Seems like a good sign. I'd prefer not to experience that again. It was unsettling, to put it mildly. I thought Odessa and I were the only ones that felt it. Derek asked and nobody spoke up. Yes, I was less than forthcoming in the moment. Sorry. No, 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 I get it. Odessa and I, well... Let's just say it was very difficult to process, especially in the moment. What happened? I... Uh, yeah, I don't think I should talk about it until I talk to Odessa. It was... Uh, sorry. I understand. It's fine. My experience didn't involve another person, so it's a little less awkward. Well, that's not entirely true, I suppose. What do you mean? I felt like I wasn't supposed to be there. And I don't just mean in that cavern. It was like I wasn't supposed to exist. Wait, what? Really? Huh. That is not what we felt. Not even close. Beyond that, there was also the matter of who I felt should be there. Who? Danny. Night Shin. Amanda, I saw him. He wasn't there, but I saw him. Odessa and I saw things, too. Not people who weren't there, but... But the kinds of things you need to discuss with her before you talk about them with anyone else. Yeah, but the way you're talking about it, the vibe feels kind of similar. Similar? In what way? We didn't feel like we weren't supposed to be there, but we felt like... <sighs> different people? Like, the same people, but... Uh, different versions of us? But it didn't feel different. It just felt like who we've always been. <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm not great at explaining this. It's more of a feeling, you know? Hard to put into words. I do know. We may get some clarity when you talk to Odessa about it. Yeah, I've kind of been avoiding it. It's, well, I feel like it's going to turn into a thing, and she's got enough on her mind with Derek suddenly being back in the picture on top of all of this. I'll defer to your judgment on that. Beyond that conversation, though, we should also check with everyone else who is down there. This is no time to be taciturn. Uh, yeah. 
Definitely don't want to be taciturn right now. What can I get you, sir? Bourbon. Rocks, please. Thank you. Hello. It's nice to see you again. Hey, you. I guess you decided to stick around town for a little while. I did. It's a nice place and people are wonderful. Very helpful. You don't see that everywhere these days. Where are you from? Lots of different places. <laughs> I hear that a lot. <laughs> Where's Scribe Hewitt tonight? Scribe Hewitt? Oh, you mean Paladin Hewitt. Tall guy, stupidly good looking, built like a brick shithouse. No, no, his wife. You were with her back when you gave me directions. And she was here with you the other night, so I thought I might see her tonight as well. Oh, you mean Odessa? Odessa Valdez. She's not his wife. She's not even married. Well, not yet, at least. Oh, I see. My mistake. Well, hopefully I'll see Scribe Valdez again. It's always nice to see friendly faces. Definitely. And hey, don't worry. It can be hard to keep names and those friendly faces straight. You'll get it. <laughs> I'm sure I will. I'm going to grab a table. Nice chatting, as always. Do people know about Odessa and Derek? No. They've both been extremely careful about that. I've been monitoring chatter at Atlas very closely, and nobody there thinks they've ever been anything more than good friends. None of us has said a word. I know that much. There are two things about this that don't make sense. Only two? Well, two main things. I know how the rumor mill works around here, and everybody knows that Beth and Odessa are together. Even if a rumor did get started, it get drowned out. That tracks. What's the second thing? He said they were married. If it somehow got out that they used to be engaged, or even if there was a rumor that Odessa was cheating on Beth with him, it might make sense. But it's like he thought they'd never broken up. Hmm. If they hadn't broken things off, they would be married right now. The wedding was about a year off when we left. Huh. You know... I think I see where you're going with this. I felt like I wasn't supposed to be there, but Night Shin was. You and Odessa felt... well, whatever it was, it was similar. And our friend seemed to be operating under the assumption that something that was supposed to happen but didn't, did happen. Do you think he's involved in this? Can't hurt to talk to him about it. Yeah, you're right. I'll buy him another drink and... What is it? He's gone. Again. The same thing happened when he was here the other night. Bones, did you see him leave? No, boss. He went that way and I kind of lost sight of him. Figured he sat down. Didn't think anything of it. Ugh. Next time he shows up, I'm cuffing him to the bar. Good idea. We need answers. And it finally feels like we might have an idea where to get some. Once Upon a Wasteland, Season 2, Episode 4, Great and Distinctive Changes, was produced and directed by Brad Williams and written by D.K. Trueno. Starring Letitia Lemon as Elizabeth Kirby, Vitriol Plays as Odessa Valdez, 
and Lucy Middleton as Amanda Otis. Also starring Addison Mosby as Derek Hewitt, Summer Rose as Jessica Navia, Jay Chadwick as Charles Watkins, Benjamin Campbell as Knight Gregory Carlson, Rob Cunningham as Knight Robert Merriweather, and Maria Cheshire as Cindy Connors. Featuring Pandora Beatrix as Paladin Leila Romani, Josh Smith as David Hargrove, Midas as The Traveler, and Eric B. Rowland as Bones. And I'm your narrator, Ashley Secon. Please join us for our next episode, Season 2, Episode 5, A New and Potent Aid. It's the year 2050, the not-too-distant future. But Ezra's world looks much different than ours. Welcome home, Ezra. Democracy has disappeared. Everybody is under surveillance, and information is censored. And yet, no one seems to notice. This is the story of Disconnected in 2050, a dystopian podcast built to warn listeners about the dangers of allowing big tech companies to have too much power. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Europod. I'm Brad Williams, the creator of Once Upon a Wasteland. We'd like to thank you for joining us for the fourth episode of our second season, and we hope that you'll continue to join us as we follow Beth and Odessa's journey toward Happily Ever After. For more information on our show, visit our website, onceuponawasteland.com, where you'll find show information, scripts for each episode, artwork, and more. You can also find us on Twitter at onceupon76pod, on Instagram at onceuponawasteland, and on Hive at once upon. If you like this episode, please leave a rating and review, and we hope you'll subscribe as well. And please, tell your friends. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach out to us directly on Twitter or via email at brad at onceuponawasteland.com. Thank you. traffic and weather. Welp, looks like almost everyone's still dead, so traffic is at a standstill. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, because they're totally not bribing me with massive amounts of chems or anything. Seems as the stuffed shirts are back at the White Springs playing games with that total loser modus. But hey, if that's your thing, whatever! So if all you squares wanted to hear more, totally, sort of, but maybe not boring stories about rebuilding Appalachia and being all goody-two-shoes, definitely not raiders, check out this thing they call a podcast, The Modus Files, whatever that's supposed to be, on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you listen to those things. Double ugh, they're not paying me enough for this. Till later, this is Rose. Raiders rule!